Father, we are sometimes a strange people who can join either of the crowd around your son, shouting Hosanna to the son of David, or yelling a few days later for his death. We are indecisive in our love, inconsistent in our faith. Please remake us, recreate us according to your will. For we also, we are also those with whom Jesus was so patient. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The servant of the Lord said, The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. The word of the Lord. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. I'm sorry. That was the first reading. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord.
the Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I betray him? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. On the first day of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where do you want us us to make the preparations preparations for you you to eat eat the the Passover? Passover? Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is near. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he took his place with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. And they became greatly distressed and began to say to him one after another, Surely not I, Lord. The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to the one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that one not to have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never again drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after after I am raised up, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Though all become deserters because of you, I will never desert you. Truly I tell you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. Then he said to them, I am deeply grieved even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to his disciples and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, So you could not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. For the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away for the second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. 
Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And while he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. At once he came up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you are here to do. Then they, sent, then they came and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. Suddenly one of those who with Jesus put his hand on his sword, drew it, and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say it must happen in this way? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me, as though I were a bandit? Day after day I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not arrest me. But all this has taken place, so that the scriptures of the prophets may be fulfilled. And then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, in whose house the scribes and the elders had gathered. But Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards in order to see how this would end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death, but they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At least, at least two came forward and said, The high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But Jesus was silent. Then a high priest said to him, I put you under oath before the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then a high priest tore his clothes and said, He has blasphemed. Why do we still need witnesses? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and struck him. And some slapped him, saying, Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came up to him and said, But he denied it before all of them, saying, I do not know what you are talking about. When he went out to the porch, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you are also one of them, for you 
Then he began to curse, and he swore an oath. I do not know the man. At that moment, the cock crowed. Then Peter remembered what Jesus had said. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people conferred together against Jesus in order to bring about his death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate the governor. When Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he repented and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, Throwing down the pieces of silver in the temple, he departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them in the treasury, since they are blood money. After conferring together, they used them to buy the potter's field as a place to bury foreigners. For this reason, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of one on whom a price had been set, and on whom some of the people of Israel had set a price. And they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he did not answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many accusations they make against you? But Jesus gave him no answer, not even to single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the festival, the governor was accustomed to release a prisoner for the crowd, anyone they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So after they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? All of them said, Let him be crucified. And then he asked, What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourself. So he released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters and they gathered a whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, 
Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are a son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now. If he wants to, for he said, I am God's son. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him in the same way. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until it was three in the afternoon. About three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, This man is calling for Elijah. At once, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom. The earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and those with him, who were keeping watch over Jesus, 
saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, Truly, this man was God's son. Many women were also there, looking on from the distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mothers of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea called Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn in a rock. Then he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember what that imposter said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise again. Therefore command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people, He has been raised from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. few moments ago, we asked ourselves as we were singing, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when he laid his head and died? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? And the answer, of course, is we were not there, but we are here now. We know what happened to the people who were there, especially those that loved Jesus. Yes, some of them acted cowardly, scared, but Many of them showed courage, even, even deep faith. The centurion made a proclamation, truly, this is the Son of God, or was the Son of God. He was so touched by what he saw that he made it professional faith. So really, when you think about it, we can ask ourselves, how or what has this land taught us? How has it been for us? Because everything we do, especially as we are preparing to celebrate Easter, should lead all of us to that proclamation to be transformed in such way that we can say, truly, this Jesus I follow, truly, this Jesus I honor and love is the Son of God. And, of course, people, hopefully, when they see us living our lives, 
the same way Jesus lived his life, we'll be able to make the same proclamation. Truly, this person is a Christian. Truly, this person is the son or a daughter of God, almighty living God. We heard, of course, today in the scripture readings that Jesus did not hide from suffering, from pain. He did not shield his face from spitting, from all kinds of physical insults, from shouting, people shouting at him, deriding him, insulting him. No, he bravely faced everything that was coming. Why? Because of his love for us and for his Father. He wanted to do his will. So we were not there, but we are here now. What will happen after this celebration? Did we just come here to receive the palms? Of course not. This day should be about more than, than that. We are reminded, of course, that yes, we can be like that crowd, one day shouting Hosanna, and a few days later shouting crucify him. The word Hosanna means save us, means save us, Lord. That's what people were shouting, save us, Lord, we pray. We want you to do that. When Jesus didn't do it the way they expected, those Hosannas changed to crucify him. Release Barabbas for us, not Jesus. Let him be crucified. So again, it's a great reminder how quickly crowd can change, how the opinions can change. In the second reading, Paul reminded all of us that we should have a mind of Christ, that Jesus, although he was in the form of God, emptied himself, took a form of a slave. Slaves were sold for 30 pieces of silver. That's exactly what Judas did, sold our Lord for 30 pieces of silver. Our Lord is still being sold, but our Lord cannot be bought. Our Lord can be loved and followed. That's, that's what this celebration should encourage us to do. So in the Passion narrative, no matter how many times we read it, it can still touch us deeply, making us realize this is what Jesus did for us. This is how much he suffered, but even more importantly, this is how much he loved to the end, until the point of taking his final breath. Truly, this was beyond doubt the Son of God. Beautiful confession that the centurion made. And, of course, we see how people acted differently. Simon of Cyrene, not even knowing Jesus, was willing to give a helping hand. But we also know that the kiss of his close friend Judas betrayed him. Thirty pieces sold him. So we know what Jesus did for us. What will we do for him? You know, this is Holy Week. Of course, today is Palm Sunday. Holy Thursday is coming when Jesus will invite us to come with him and the apostles to the upper room where he will celebrate the, the Last Supper, instituting the gift of the Eucharist that is still present among us, his presence in his body and blood. Then, on Good Friday, of course, we will hear the narrative of, from St. John's Gospel of Jesus' death on the cross. Good Friday is the only day when there are no sacraments celebrated out of respect and love for Jesus, for his death on the cross. And then, of course, finally, the Easter Vigil will come on Saturday evening or night and Easter Sunday. Again, Jesus invites us, come, be with me. It's like a trilogy. These, these three days are called Holy or Sacred Triduum. Jesus invites us, knowing what he did for us, what will we do for him? How will, how will we honor him? How will we love him? So at this moment, it will be a moment when each, each one of us is, is transformed 
into that, that person God calls us to be, as St. Paul said to all of us Christians, have the same mind as Christ. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.